0: the boat row bullies podcast coming back we are back ladies and gentlemen it is good to be back Absolutely. it is Connor High Izzy Glick Hello. bringing you sixers coverage Izzy how you been it's been a little bit
1: it's been it's been a minute uh, yeah I'm good uh, last time we were on the podcast I talked about life stuff everything yeah. is good moving all that fun stuff. In uh, a good spot. So, finally able to pick back up on the podcast.
0: I know, like I said, it's probably been, what, two months? Two months. Yeah, roughly. I mean, last time we did the podcast, um, I mean, I think it was... Joel had COVID. Joel had COVID. So, that was back, what, early November. So We I were think... still <laughs> <laughs>
1: we were still getting Damian Lillard.
0: Oh, yeah. Remember when we were going to get Damian Lillard? And yeah. then Jalen Brown in there, too. Yeah. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Well, that oh. one still might happen. Oh. Yeah. All times have changed. I know. Damian Lillard was like the prize champion, like pick, like our guy right there. That yeah. was like, if I could pick any guy that the Sixers could possibly get right now, it's Damian Lillard. Absolutely. That's kind of changed a little bit, and not that like we've kind of set our sights basically in the same direction. It's if I'm being honest, it's changed more than a little bit. Well, yes, but like it's like we still have our our sights set up really high. It's not like Ben's draft stock, you know.
1: Uh, or uh, you
0: trade stock like it's gone up you're down or uh, like it's kind of hard to tell yeah obviously we are fans of the game we're not
1: daryl we're not elton we're not anyone else in the league uh but if i'm being honest it seems like it's going down and yeah that might be the from what i'm looking at anyway it might be daryl bringing it down mm-hmm. just because of hey i want this that and the other plus every first round pick you have until the day you die
0: and I get, like, the Sixers are still in the, a nice position where, like, the fact that they're still winning games, they don't have to trade Benson.
1: Well, we're it. also, what, 15-3
0: and three over the last 18? Yeah. We're half a game out of first place. Which, if you told that to me... Now, granted, we there's a stretch where we were in first place back before Embiid yes. had COVID. Yes. Which is right around where we left off with yep. the podcast. Um, if you had told me, I think, back then that we'd be a half game out of first, third place, I would have been like, yeah, that makes... I I... I don't think I would have totally believed it at the beginning of the season. Though. I was skeptical
1: going into the season without Ben Simmons. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I mean, we talked about this in our first episode. I don't remember where I, I would I place myself at. I, if I'm being honest, it was probably six or seven seed. I, what think that's,
0: I think that's where we were both Yeah. At. I think we were in that like five, thought, six range.
1: Um, thankfully, uh, Joel Embiid has solidified himself as a top five player in the league. Yeah. And and that's even an understatement. I mean, right now he's the best player in basketball. Uh, and that's that's for right now. I mean, you can yeah. I mean, if there's any Denver Nuggets fans here and if <laughs> any Jokic fans throw some bullshit statistics at me about his TS and this that and the other. I don't care. I don't care about his Bofa. Yeah. <laughs> bofa these nuts. Yeah. Watch the game. <laughs> Tell me he's better than Joel right now. Again, I'm I'm also one of those guys that's a firm believer in Like, let's just watch and enjoy. When's the last time we've watched two big men
0: dominate the league like they have? We were told years and years ago... Big men were dead. They were dead. They were dead. When the three-point shot came into the league, we were told big men were dead. Absolutely. And you take uh, Nikola Jokic and you take Joel Embiid. And the fact that they basically have redefined their games to fit the modern style NBA... Like, I did not anticipate Embiid coming out here and shooting threes. No. Like, when Embiid was at Kansas like he was he was a post player. He was he was a post player, good paint defender. Well, and he
1: was super raw. He was super
0: skinny, he was raw, like he was well, just Well, so what started basketball at 16. Yeah, like it was not
1: long and ago. And he I don't remember what he averaged in college. Something like 2 blocks a game. Something like, like that. Like he he looked like a low post dominant defender. Well,
0: and and the Sixers took a risk on, Well, hey, this guy's got lots of potential. His and even even when like he was hurt, those that two year stretch, we were always told from the Sixers core that this is the guy. Like this is the guy we're waiting for. Which
1: which is so crazy because, you know, they, they're watching him develop. Right. We're, we're
0: behind closed doors. We're on the wrong side of the closed door right. saying, is he? Like, we're, is we're he like, really going to be? We're like, we just got over Andrew Bynum. We're being told, like we literally just drafted or traded for a center in New Orleans Noel. Yep. We drafted another center in Joel Okafor. Okafor. So we have three centers that have like top five potential. Yeah. And it's like... And now we have Joel Embiid. And now we have Joel Embiid. And it's like, so where, where do we go from here? And obviously they had a plan, I think... I think, I,
1: I think the plan was Noel Embiid, from what it sounds like. I don't know where Okafor really fit into the equation because his game, if you would have told me uh, Jalil Okafor in the 1980s was going to be the same player, he would have been dominant Ooh, when, the, yeah. when the big men was, was the position. Yes. But his game, unfortunately, is a little dated. Uh, if he's in the league right now, he's backing up a backup.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know which team he's with. Last I heard, he was with New Orleans, and then I think at one point he was with Detroit. So like, yeah. I'm not totally sure where he's at, at New Orleans. Right now. I think he's hurt right now, but he's in. He's, he's with in the Orleans. Yeah. yeah, but he's done well with. Yeah, the he, well, And he's for, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say for for New Orleans career. Like, I think there was a stretch where we were kind of like, all right, like, what's what's going on with this guy? Like, yeah, he, we were starting to hear some like reports that like issues off the court mm-hmm. and they were like we're like where where does he fall but he's actually really rejuvenated his well career. and he's
1: really he's in that like clint capella-esque role yeah where he's a big guy that is uber athletic and can run the floor and to, to Nerland's credit he is a fantastic defender
0: oh yeah um i but mean that was that was always the thing on him even coming out of yeah oh, of oh yeah
1: phenomenal defender yeah i mean blocking shots left and right able to switch on guards and pick and roll. Um, So I think the plan was I don't know if it was gonna be like a run both of them at the same time yeah or if it was hey well we haven't beat now so Nerlens just gonna come off the bench Mm -hmm. and I mean do you really draft Nerlens that high to come off the bench no.
0: I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of when the, the league started. Because there was all that talk like Embiid and New Orleans, they were going to be the next Twin Towers. Yeah, I remember that. And, and, then, and then, yeah, the three-point shot. like The three-point shot right around Steph that time. Steph Curry reinvented yeah. basketball. That's right around that same time when the three-point shot like took over basketball. And then everybody, like that's when you had to redefine your game. That's right around the time when they're like, all right, the big man is dead. like Yeah, yeah. and now
1: circling back to how we got here, I mean, now we have Jokic and Embiid, who, again, are the two best players in basketball right now. Who are doing things at the center hasn't done in years, if not ever. I mean, you Jokic is literally a point center. Like He
0: literally is a triple double threat night in and night out. Like
1: LeBron being a point forward was like, oh wow, like you don't see much of them anymore. You had Magic, who was like the prototype point forward. Right. And then here comes Nikola Jokic, who's like, I can one up that. And
0: is seven foot tall, handles the ball like a guard, can pass it like the best of them. But that's the thing, like, and that's the thing that's crazy about Jokic to me is the fact that um, he was not projected anywhere near this range. He was literally taken in the second round. Yeah, he's he's the the only
1: second round pick now. One of two, maybe the only one uh, to win MVP is a second round pick.
0: Yeah, like, but like LeBron, obviously, we know LeBron's. Career path to the yeah. NBA and how highly touted he was, and same with Magic Johnson. Like Magic Johnson was pretty, like he was up yeah, there as well. There, yeah. And but like, like, and even you look at guys like you know Draymond Green, who mm-hmm. still kind of fit that mold. And I mean, Green was not, I think, as highly touted as what those guys. No, were, but he they was, were still on the radar. He
1: was, yeah. I mean, Draymond's definitely a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, he can do everything. Uh, you know, handle the ball, distribute. Uh, at his peak, he could score a little bit. Uh, now he's definitely fallen back into the I'm a facilitator and mm-hmm. I play really good defense. Yeah, where Jokic just does it all, man. Like he is, he's just impressive. And yeah. now here's a question I'll ask you because I've asked this to a couple of my yeah. friends. Yeah, um, if you put, if you switch Jokic to the Sixers,
0: Joel to the Nuggets, ooh, does it work out the same? It's a good question. Because I would actually say. It works out. I would say it works out better in Denver's favor if you do that, because I feel like and like I feel like I, I follow a lot of what the Nuggets fans are saying, um, where like Jokic, oh, he doesn't have Jamal Murray, like he doesn't have like any of this talent. But like, you look at what Embiid is dealing with with Philly, like he, they're miss, they are missing a lot of money.
1: Yeah, like, their second best player isn't playing. Yeah, and and well is on record saying that and. Tobias is a great option, yeah. but especially this season. Now, he's coming along here in the past couple of and weeks. I'll, I'll
0: touch on that, but, I think, if he, we go. But he yeah. was, you know,
1: ice cold. Thankfully, he snapped out of it. He had, what, 31 last night Yeah. a win against uh,
0: Memphis. He's on a nice little stretch right now. He yeah, had a but, good month of January. But
1: then, so then you have Joel. Mm-hmm. I mean, their starting lineup is Tyrese Maxey, who we will get touch on him because he is emerging very it's quickly phenomenal. into an all-star. Yeah. Um, they've been starting Matisse-Thiboul. And you get uh Curry. Curry, yeah. And then uh Tobias and Joel. And yeah. it's like, okay, like that's That's a pretty well rounded lineup. It it's is, solid. But I mean, like insert Ben Simmons in there then. And it's like, oh, like I like, I'm still a firm believer. If Ben Simmons wasn't a head case right now and was playing on this team, we would be like head and shoulders above everyone else. I agree. Like I man. don't even think call me crazy. Like I don't even think Brooklyn then becomes like a, an issue because yeah. like there's no one in the league that can guard Joel. And even the, the last person that did it well, mm. Anthony Davis. And yes. and Joel still had
0: what 26 You're still 26 12, 9 and yeah, 7. Yeah, yeah. like
1: that's a fantastic game from a center.
0: Yeah, and, like, uh, the the TNT broadcast, they even said it. They're like, Joe, you had this, like, amazing game. And Joel's like, I'm kind of ticked off of myself because, like... Oh, yeah, he missed... He, it's, like, one of his worst free throw shooting games yeah. of the year. He shot, like, 6 of
1: 11, which, for Joel standards, is not fantastic. No. But, I mean, 7 assists as a center. I mean, he has one triple-double on the year already. You know...
0: The, the biggest thing with Joel that has really benefited him from Ben not being there is the fact that he sees the court so much better. Oh, my goodness. Well, and that's my – that's, uh, again, circling
1: back to my question. Like, if you put Joel in an offense where it's, hey, Joel, you are the facilitator of this team, you – like, you distribute the ball. The ball goes through you. You then make the decision. Yeah. Like, I definitely think Joel could – I'm not saying he would, but could – put up those Jokic numbers where he's getting, you know, eight, nine assists. I think Jokic is averaging, he's probably averaging nine assists a game. It's Nine or eight. Like, I think he could do that. I'm not saying he can. I don't know. Again, if there's any Nuggets fans, please don't crucify me. (laughs) Like, if you put Joel in a system where it's like, okay, you have the ball, make the read. He's been doing it all year. He's getting double teamed, and he's making the perfect reads night in and night out. Yeah. He's passing to the right guy. And then, even just the other night, I can't remember what game it was, catches the ball on the post. Uh, Niang tries to run to the opposite corner to give him the ISO, and he goes, yeah. No, no, no. Stay there. He points that was at him Lakers. and says, Stay yeah. right here. Yeah. yeah, against Lakers. Says, Stay right here. Joel takes one dribble. The double comes from Niang's defender, and all Joel does is pass it to Niang, and, and he gets an open, open, three. open three.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, he is seeing the court like no other. Also, my favorite emergence outside of Maxi from no Ben Simmons is point joel where he just grabs a (laughs) rebound and he just dribbles up the court and i'm like he's gonna do something that shouldn't be possible yeah and he takes three three dribbles euro steps around a defender and then dunks on someone like night in and night out and i'm like this is this is Giannis like like this is not like i mean Giannis is on a whole nother level but like joel doing it is like you shouldn't be able to do this yeah like
0: his handles for a center are just bonkers my
1: favorite. favorite is when he he catches the ball at three point line Gets into the triple threat, yeah. takes his first dribble, and I can always tell when Joel's feeling it because there's been a couple times where he'll dribble in between his legs like yeah. four or five times, and I'm like, oh, he's getting a bucket. Yeah. Like, like you cannot tell me he's not getting to the rim or he's going to pull up
0: and, and drain, it, drain it. He gets to his spot, and, like, it's just money. Like, he, if he gets around that, like top-of-the-key, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's, like, it's, it's, it's You
1: can't, like, again, as a defender... I don't care what defender you put against him. Yeah. How do you defend that? Yeah. Because he's strong enough to body you. And I'm talking one-on-one. If they... Like, the Magic played him when he scored 50. They right. didn't double. No, they did they, they would, like, like flash a double, and then they'd retreat back. And yeah. they just let him... They basically said, you can score all the points, we just gotta score more than you. They did not. They did not. Um, But, I mean, he's just... He is on another level. And I'm hoping hoping this is two seasons in a row now where he's just playing at a
0: phenomenal level i'm hoping this is the joel i just didn't think you you watch him last year and you're just in awe of like what he's doing and i well, just didn't think it was possible for him to take his game to another level be even better yeah like, um right now who's your mvp right now
1: i would say joel would. i'm biased but i would say joel in a non-biased way when i'm watching basketball when i'm yeah. watching Jokic, when i'm watching Giannis, because right now it's Jokic Giannis. Joel, Joel was it to drop down to three? Yeah. um Like he, again, I'm I'm a big believer in the eye test. You're telling me most valuable player, not the best player in the league, because again, every year it would go to LeBron. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're getting to the point where now it could go to Kevin Durant. It could go to Giannis. Yeah. Um, you take Joel off this team, this team is nothing. Now you could say the same thing about Jokic, but like. I I firmly believe that at the level Joel has his team on his back. I mean, it it almost has to be Joel. I drove home from the game last night. It was at the Memphis Grizzlies game. Fantastic game. I was going to say that game um, was just wild. Driving back home, I'm on what 76 leaving the city. Uh big billboard. Joel Embiid's Beats face. MVP'd. And I'm like this is this is fantastic. It's fantastic. Like, like I don't know, Allen's probably putting billboards up all around the city saying, "Hey, here it is." <laughs> It's just, he is out of this world. Yeah. Um, let's take a little time to talk about his, the emergence, I should say, of his counterpart,
0: Tyrese Maxey. Well, before before we do that, uh-huh. I'm trying to find. It. I can't find it. But you keep saying like the eye test and just watching, it. and then like bringing up the, like the advanced stats on Jokic. And I don't know if you've seen this meme on Twitter. Yeah. The the one where, like, the depressed guy is, like, looking out the window and then you have the other guy on the other side of the bus. Yeah, looking like, out, have, yeah. And it's, like, you have the advanced stats nerd and then the that boy nice watcher. Yeah. Like, it's kind of, it's, like, it's almost, Joel like, MB, perfectly... That boy nice. That boy, like, yeah. Like, anytime
1: he touches the court, and I'm and I'm not even exaggerating, especially over these last two months, anytime he's on the court, and I, I, I'm, like, all right, career high night. Yeah. Like, what's he going to do now? Yeah. Like, and I was at the 50-point game this season against the Magic... I was there, yeah. Like, it's just, oh yeah, you were there too. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I I got so lost in the game. Um, Shout out to our friend Chris, who was there. First basketball game in a long time. After the first quarter, Joel
0: has 20 odd some points, 20 points. I think he had 20 points, and the next person, the next highest person, had like four. It was two. Yeah. He had 20 points, Tyrese Maxey had two points, and that was it. They had 22 points.
1: So, our friend Chris looks at me and asks me, is this normal? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, it is, it is not. And I mean, this city just absolutely loves this man. I it's, mean, yeah, it is fantastic. I mean, anytime, anything he does. I mean, last night rushes the court from the locker room. Yes. I don't know if you saw the footage yes. of him running yeah. out the tunnel, fist pumping while no one's watching. Running onto the court, all of a sudden, it's oh my gosh, Joel Embiid's
0: on the court. Like, yeah, it, was, it was the just best awesome. part about him. And then we'll get into Tyrese Maxey. But the best part about Embiid is like he just totally embraces the city. Like it's not like he's not going to Daryl Morey's office right now, and he's not like, listen, man, you got to make a trade for Ben here. I'm dying out here. Like, no, get me Bradley Beal, get me, get me Daniel. someone, get me somebody. He literally and like that's the thing that I think he's really done this season is take steps forward as being a team leader and then being like a good like not friend, but like good like good teammate. Well and he's even said like and or I'm sorry, the guys
1: on the team have even said like he is fantastic. Yeah. And they're on record to say that. Like they hang out all
0: the time. The yeah. entire team. Like they're just super close he, knit. He said at the beginning of the season, he's like, I want to really make this a priority because of, you know, of everything that's going on. well like, and we need are, to stick together. They're
1: relatively uh, Some of their key pieces are mm-hmm. relatively young. I mean they are. It's it's looking like Matisse Thibault is now untouchable.
0: Uh, yeah, so Matisse is a cornerstone, untouchable. It looks like, but based on what I've heard from reports, well, it's so we, not we a yeah
1: now. we had that Kings deal where it was uh, Halliburton, Buddy Healed, uh, Harrison, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, and two first for Ben Tobias and Matisse Thibault. Mm-hmm. and now we've gotten reports that both the Sixers are open to trading Tobias, and they're obviously open to trading Ben, so. The only thing that they didn't want is Matisse off that team, which, again, makes sense because if you get rid of Matisse, your best perimeter defender is now 34-year-old Danny Green. Yeah, no, you can't have that. Again, it's not a knock on Danny. No. But that's, like, after this year, he might be done. He might might call it quits. So you have to keep a guy that's like, hey, when we play Brooklyn in -hmm. the Eastern Conference Finals and someone needs to go guard Kevin Durant, I have a guy that can do that.
0: Like, he's just a pest, and, like, Grant, like, you watch, like, John Moran. Yeah, Morant put up 37 last night, and Matisse was on him primarily.
1: But Matisse was still a hassle to him. He yeah. was
0: blocking shots. He was in his—like, he didn't make anything easy. The biggest game that we have seen from, from Matisse was the game against Steph Curry. And Curry came into yep. the game hot, and that was right around when he was about to set the three-point yep. record. he was 13 off. Yep, and then—
1: um, I was in Florida watching that game. Yeah. yeah laying in bed watching it, and— He's the first defender ever to block two of Steph Curry's threes in one game. Which is just wild. Which is a weird stat to know, (laughs) but I know it. Um, Yeah, like, he, I mean, even last year, he was in the Defensive Player of the Year race. I think Mm -hmm. he finished third. Ben was second. I mean, he's just, he's a pest.
0: And it's great. I love him.
1: There aren't many guys. He is, he's Tony Allen-esque. Yes. Where he's just so much of a hassle on defense, where you can almost say, like, all right, like, you're not the best offensively, but you
0: bring so much value to the defensive end of the floor. I have to play you. But the nice thing about him and I, what I really actually like that they've started doing this. So now that Danny is up there in age, like he hasn't really been given the starting lineup a whole lot. Yeah. I just don't think the starting lineup is very tailored to what he does well. No. So that's why they moved Danny to the bench and then they brought in Matisse. And there were stretches where Matisse would put up like donuts or two yeah. points. But I think as of late, his granted now his three point shot has looked better. I yeah. think it was a confidence kind mean, of thing. He made, he made thing.
1: two last night.
0: Yeah. But I think they're getting Matisse more involved offensively. Like they're calling more plays for him, like just in the dunker spot where yeah. it like gets him yep. it gets him more involved. And I think that dunker spot well, is and where Ben thrived last yeah. year. Well and, and Teese
1: is just an Uber athlete. Yeah. Like so you put him in that dunker spot, you leave him there for lobs
0: um you, you he's a, i mean but he, then he can generate his own points on the defensive end with how many yes, steals that he yes. gets like you saw which game was it it was um i think against the lakers when you're talking about
1: the photo dunk
0: yes yeah it was the lakers
1: where he just read read the uh the passing lane yeah and just stuck his arm out and and then just it. threw it down yeah yeah i mean he's just like it's so funny that basketball is kind of like spinning back towards the old ways cuz now you're getting guys who are you know, very defensive minded. I mean, even guys like Lou Dort over in uh, OKC. Oh, I love Lou Dort. Who is, again, another very great defensive player. Yeah. Uh, and it almost seems like Draymond was the start of that. Like, hey, if we get someone who could really impact the defensive end, it just leads to points. Yeah. Like, if it's through him or through someone else, mm-hmm. obviously, you're taking away a shot opportunity for the opposing team and hopefully getting yourself one.
0: Yeah. So that
1: results to more points being scored.
0: Right. And it also helps that they're getting more points out of their point guard this year, <laughs> because of Tyrese Maxi. And I'm telling you, man, you wanna you wanna talk about a that boy Nice Watcher? That boy
1: Nice. That boy Nice. That boy Nice.
0: I cannot believe. First off, let me let me just say for a sec. I cannot believe. Thank you, Mike Miscala, <laughs> for having two threes to beat the Heat in the bubble. To give us the 21st overall pick. And thank you to 20 other general managers For passing that him. passed on Tyrese Maxey. Like, thank how you. How did that guy fall to 21? Now, granted, if if we have an NCAA tournament that year, no way he falls. No way. No way. No way. Now, granted, the biggest knock on him coming out of school was his three-point shot, but they said he had all the mechanics. They just said to get perfected. And they, they said he had the mechanics because you watch him shoot free throws, and he's got just such pure form. And it's like yeah like you're kind of taking a chance on that but if you have good developmental guys like a like a Sam Cassell mm-hmm. that can work with him on that.
1: And I mean even at 21 like he's 21 years old that's well, the, not even that it drafted at 21. Oh yeah. That like too. <laughs> like being able to be like hey I can take that risk. Like yeah. it get it, even if it doesn't do anything else it's a uh, hey here's a DeAaron Fox type quickness fast you know, uber athletic player yeah. who can just run spark a, plug. Yeah, who can just run run his, run circles around everyone in the league. Yeah, with a chance at being a really good player, I'll take that shot.
0: You already have a guy that can kind of create his own shot just off the dribble, but let alone being able to. If it's like if he can start hitting down jump shots, which like, he's, which he's
1: certainly especially. I mean, last night he had. Uh, Maybe a pair of threes. He had a really nice, like, baseline jump shot over a defender, high arcing. Yeah. I mean, and then his step back three, which, uh, French kiss. (laughs) Uh, Like, it's just, it should have been chef's kiss, but French kiss works too. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. just uh. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I mean, it is just, it's it's funny because it is refreshing to have a point guard that can shoot threes
0: you know I, I just remember watching the first game and like Maxie's out there like chucking up threes and knocking them down i'm like wow this is this is so nice <laughs> is this what a point guard does yeah it's like and it's, i think the the game because it's you know he was never a point guard before this like he was nah. never a primary ball handler handler even like going out of school so the fact that like you were put in this tough situation where your star point guard doesn't want to show up so you're basically like hey so i know you're only in the league for one year but like can you handle the ball and it's like absolutely yeah can you lead the offense like yeah. can you be the guy to get the ball in the right spot and the best part is and i think that it's not talked about enough is how well he's been distributing the ball oh the he play. had eight assists last night yeah he like i think at one point his assist numbers were right around like three or four a game <laughs> yeah whereas like during this hot stretch like he's Getting a lot of assists, I mean, and I think he, at one point he had 10 the other yeah, night. Yeah, he did.
1: He had his first career double-double the other night yeah. with 10 assists. I mean, he's just, like, and I know we don't give most improved players to sophomores in the league, mm-hmm. but, like, he's made a very dramatic leap. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. It's not like, oh, hey, like, we saw this coming. I mean, this is, like, whoa. Like, this is, like, literally, like, if, if he can play at this pace next year... Mm-hmm. And, you know, come in and average 20, dish out five assists, a steal... Like, he might be in the all-star conversation. He might be, yeah. Which, again, for a guy who we took at 21, who had the potential at getting there, Mm -hmm. no guarantee, uh, basically he was drafted to be that spark plug backup point guard shooting guard who could help, you know, add some depth to your team, Mm -hmm. to now be a guy who is like tearing
0: it up. And I mean... Three point shots falling. He's finishing beautifully at the rim. He just yeah. I mean, he's and, just got such good control. Like we talk about John Morant, his body control.
1: I mean, I mean Tyrese was battling with some of his finishes last night. I mean, Reese had a or Tyrese had a fantastic uh, reverse lay in where he again levitated for three seconds, put some fantastic English on the ball mm-hmm. and drank it. I yeah. mean,
0: like toe to toe with John Morant. John Morant is a is a all-star starter. I mean, he is, says a lot about ja John Moran. Moran is of, he,
1: he's another one of those guys. That's on I love John right Moran. Like, he's I love his game. 37 last night. But, I mean, like... Yeah, like... Ja would throw a punch and uh, Tyrese would take the punch throw and throw right one right back. back. Yeah. I mean, it was... It, seriously, last night was a great, just like blow for blow. Like yeah. we can hang with them, just like pound especially for because pound. the Grizzlies are a they're a very hot team right now. Mm-hmm. So we go into that game without our best player, who's been the hottest player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You almost chalk the game up to all right. Well, on to the next one, even yeah. before tip off, and then you start watching the game and you're like, wow, like we are battling. And uh, uh, Tyrese with 33 and that fantastic lay in uh, to finish it out. Mm-hmm. Um, You had Tobias, who had 31. Again, we've touched on him. Uh, He's really coming into his own this season right around now, which is a fantastic time to do so. Uh, I think over the past couple weeks, he's shooting like 40% from three. He just looks... The issue Tobias was having, if you ask me, earlier in the year Mm -hmm. when he was in that cold streak... Does he look like he was overthinking it? Yeah. He was thinking about how he had to maneuver next, where he had to go, how he had to shoot, what shot he had to get. Yeah. Or now he's just reacting. Like He's well, just
0: playing ball. Think about his problems when he first got to the Sixers and that see, that dreadful 2019-2020 season. Mm-hmm. They asked a lot of Tobias. Yeah. And that's when we saw Tobias struggle because I think— that's when he's when he starts dribbling. Yeah. When yep. he starts dribbling, when he starts trying to like create his own shot and drive into the paint, that, like that's when he starts getting cute, and that's when it doesn't work for him. Yeah. Now, what I've noticed, and I think this is me personally, and I think one of the biggest keys to the Sixers' success, like obviously, you know, Joel Embiid is huge. Tyrese mm-hmm. Maxey is huge. You know, if you can get good defensive performance from Matisse and then a great offensive performance from Seth, it goes a long way. But I think the key. Is Tobias? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Tobias is the X factor,
1: and we said that we said that last year. Yeah. And uh, it what's going to be said as long as he's on the team because he he he's a scorer. I mean, my man can go out and get buckets. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, he he has this fantastic turnaround out of the post jump shot. It is always cash. Mm -hmm. I mean, so then again, my my whole scenario is Brooklyn is probably the scariest threat in the East outside of Milwaukee. Milwaukee's up there too. Yeah, but with just the weapons that Brooklyn has, so my every scenario I play out in my head is, hey, if we get to the Eastern Conference Finals and we go up against the Nets, Mm -hmm. like what has to happen? Number one is Tobias. Yeah,
0: I mean he's got to be able to put up twenty plus a game to be able to really compete with these guys. One of the biggest things that I noticed about Tobias last night is his three-point shot just looks so much better than what it did. It looks confident. It does. And that was the thing, I think, earlier in the season. Like, he he would throw it up, and it was just like... Again, I man, just think you... Like, I think, it was obviously, yeah. Tobias is a, is a pro's pro. He is. And Fantastic the fact, player think,
1: on and off the court.
0: Yeah, so I think everything that's happened on the court with him, with, like... I mean, we've, we've both been to a pretty decent amount of games here in mm-hmm. the last... So... I don't know what the reactions were. I mean, obviously, it was great when Tobias was putting up 30-some points. Yeah. But I was at the game back in early January when against the Rockets. And that was when the crowd, it seemed like, was booing him in every mm-hmm. miss. And I was like, all right, that's not fair. And then Tobias like, got yeah. in his head, and that's when he started reacting back. And that's yeah. where I was like, all right, this really is not good. Yeah. And I will give all the credit in the world to Tobias – that he did not, like... He and buckle. No, he didn't. And he was like, listen, I know what kind of player I am. Like, and he, I mean, he was classy. Like, he he did not say anything negatively about the fans. He didn't say anything about the city. Like, he handled it like approach pro. And that's yeah. what I, I love about Tobias is he, he shows up to work every day.
1: Well, and then what's even better is we're still not, we're not getting that ice cold Tobias. Yeah. And again, everyone goes through cold streaks. This isn't a knock on Tobias. I still, I'm very high on Tobias. Yes, I like Tobias. me too. Um... But instead of talking his way out of it, he just played his way out of it. Yeah. He, he showed us that, like, hey, I, I can be that guy. Yeah. Uh, he had a triple-double the other couple, maybe yeah. like two, three yeah, weeks he ago. Uh, he's done, been another guy that's been really great at facilitating the ball. Uh, but he's just really stepped up. And, I again, I just think – I keep saying it. I just think he's just playing ball. Yeah. Again, when he was in that streak, it, it just looked like he was thinking too much. Everything was – okay I have to catch the ball then I have to dribble then I have to get here and okay well now there's six seconds on the shot clock so now I have to figure out a shot Yeah. and now he's just like
0: alright if I'm open I shoot mm-hmm. and if I have a mismatch I'm going to the post and I think part of that has to do with the fact that like Embiid is getting so much attention but then you also have to like you have to stay honest with Tyrese and then you have to stay honest with Seth I mean, Seth. Seth was struggling and had been out of the lineup.
1: Well, so Seth got hurt, right? It was an ankle or something. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, and he's not old. Don't get me wrong. No, but at his age, when you come back from an injury like that, you got to condition yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, broadcast was saying that uh, Kate and Ala were saying that. Um, and I mean, he had nine points in the la- in the fourth quarter last night. Yeah, very big. Obviously, pushed it, helped get it to OT. Should have gotten that foul call. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> But, like, I don't care. He he could shoot 0 for 10 mm-hmm. on a night from three. And he is good enough of a three-point shooter where you still have to respect
0: it. Even Yeah, even if he's having an off night. Because you saw last night. He was having an off mm-hmm. night. He started off 0 for 8. And then as soon as I, – I said it to my coworker today. I was like, as soon as he hit that one mid-range jumper, yep. as soon as it went out, I was like – Light switch. I was like, there it is. As soon yeah. as he saw that one go in, I was like, Seth Curry is about – like, he's he's got the shot He's a, he's a shooter. As yeah. soon as one goes in, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, o- like, on to the next one. Like, yeah. Short-term memory. I made the last one. Yeah. That's all it is. And it just – there's something about being a shooter. It feels good to just see the ball go through the net, mm-hmm. and then it's like, all right, I got this. Yep. You know, and then um, – I, I got to bring this up to you because we talk a lot about the starting unit and the bench unit. First off, Danny Green's been very good off the bench. Mm-hmm. George, I, I've, I've speaking of Danny, real quick before yeah. we continue, I have thought
1: going into the season Danny would be better suited off the bench. I agree. Uh, I think you, especially in a season where early on it was unknown how we would be, mm-hmm. and, and it's hey, let's get Matisse minutes. Danny, I want you to mentor the living hell out of Matisse. Yeah, you know, help him with a shot, help him understand the game. Because if you, can get, if you can get Matisse shooting 32% from three, which is average. Yeah. I mean, again, that brings – that takes him to a new level. He, he then becomes one of the best 3 and D players in the league.
0: Right. And not necessarily from the standpoint of, like, you have, like, your sharpshooter three-point guys and then, like, pretty good on D. It's like it's he's, the he's an elite he's, defender with a pretty good three-point shot. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, again, that just helps Joel. Yeah, I mean exactly. Anytime you can surround Joel with shooters, it's game over. Exactly. Like, uh, but you were saying, I'm sorry. So, George Nyang has been very big. Mm-hmm. I really like George. Andre Drummond has been... Sandy Claus. He has been just phenomenal off the bench. And I think he's probably... It's it's hard to say, but I think he's uh, he's been the best center. I don't think it's hard to say. You don't think so? No. Dwight was, was good last year. So, like, that's kind of where I'm like... But, like, I think at the same time, Andre has, like, a good offensive game where, like, you still have to respect him. Yeah. Or Dwight, I think, is in there primarily for, like... Blocking shots,
1: getting rebounds, and catching lobs. Yes. You can run Andre... Like, you can run the same offense through Andre. Yeah. Like, you can. Yeah. Andre is... He's a good passer out Mm -hmm. of the post. Um, I mean, and he's... He's been a, again, our entire team has really stepped up. Mm-hmm. He was dishing him last night. I mean, I think he finished with five assists, but four in the first half.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and he finished with 21 rebounds and 16 points. It's just a uh, unreal challenge.
0: Yeah, I mean, the amount of rebounds. And Memphis is a good rebounding team. And the oh, fact yeah, Steven Adams in there, yeah. Jaron Jackson. The even even Jaws a good
1: def- uh, rebounder for his size. Yeah. yeah, coming away with 21 against that team is still fantastic. That is really good. Yeah. Um, Andre, Andre, again, he's, he's been the best backup. No. It, I'm not thinking too much into it. <laughs> but I'm going to say this. He's probably the best backup center the Sixers have ever had. Ever. Okay. I, I respect I, that. I yeah. can't
0: think of any other backup. Well, and because they, they their offering, their starting offense runs primarily through the center. So they to yeah. ch- totally switched things up with the center. And that's what killed them in years past. Because then it's like, you know, you look at the Toronto Raptors series. And you, ha- like, you have
1: to learn two different offenses.
0: Exactly. So it's like, all right, Joel, like... You did your part. Awesome job. Let's take Joel out, and here comes and, Greg and, Monroe. Yeah, and, and let's, it's like, or um, um, Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson or Norvell Pell. Yeah. And which it's like, I love Norvell. I did no, love Norvell. And uh, I liked Amir. Amir was yeah, a good teammate yeah. guy, but it's like they're so but, different.
1: But it, was, it, it wasn't a, you know, other benches in the league can still grow that lead. Right. Where every year in the past for the Sixers, it's been can they maintain it? Probably not. I mean, how many times have we watched games where the Sixers are up twenty? Even last night it happened. Yeah, we were up fifteen, and we had, they pushed it to overtime.
0: And it's like you get scared because it's like as soon as Joel comes out half the yeah. time, and it's it, like all it, right, 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 here where, we go.
1: Where's the offense coming from?
0: Yeah, like who's passing the ball? And you know the thing that drives me nuts about the the bench unit. I think the most like Shake's been hurt, so but like furk. <laughs> I have a love
1: hate with Ferk.
0: I do too. Like I, I like Ferk the teammate. Like and, like he when he's hot, he's hotter than hot. Oh yeah. But when he is cold, he's, oh my gosh, I mean, frosty freeze out cold as ice. Oh my gosh, and it's like as hot as the Sixers have been during the stretch, it is not coming from Ferk and Cork Miles. The, and it's like, man, dude, like um, firm believer, and not
1: just because we share the same name. Uh, Isaiah Joe needs his minutes I agree
0: i w- I um, said the same thing last night. It's like yeah. Isaiah Joe, he should be playing over Furk and Better could, defender. yes uh better shooter. And now where Furk probably has the advantage? ball handling
1: yes. yes and so if you look into it, and I don't know why I know this fact, Turkish. The Turkish team. Mm-hmm. He plays point guard for that team.
0: Right. So when you're missing shake, that I think impacts yes. it because yes. it's like, yeah, you can, you can let shake be the primary ball yes. handler off the bench, but it's like that bench unit who's handling the ball. Yes. If it's not, cause like, it's not going to be Isaiah Joe. Cause Isaiah, Isaiah Joe is a good, good shooter. Good. You know, He he's yeah. But ball handling is not his strong suit, and no. And he'll grow on that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Yeah.
1: Um, thankfully ball handling is one of those things you can learn it's not it's not just a naturally acquired trait Uh, but that's where Furkan has the advantage and I think that's why he's getting the minutes because we really don't have a backup guard right now right which was why I would have jumped ship or I would have pulled the trigger on that Halliburton trade (laughs) uh, outside of Matisse because then you get a like Halliburton is a true point guard I mean my man can score he dropped however many 30 odds some points against a six I think um
0: but like he can just dish the ball, yeah. So you then you could run a true point guard off your bench. So what's funny is beginning of the season I was advocating pretty hard for a point guard mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, like I like Tyrese off the bench, like I think Tyrese running the bench unit actually would flow very well, yeah. Which I think it has actually, yeah. Where like I like you don't you don't really see Doc really mix the starting lineup with Tyrese and like yeah. with the bench unit, so like. I really do think he controls it well, because Joel, when Joel was out with COVID, that's when Tyrese was like, all right, my time. Yeah. Like, I here's my time to shine. Hello,
1: here I am. That, exactly. That boy nights.
0: And then, like, Joel comes back, and then it's like, there's a stretch where it's like, okay, like, Yeah, how, how do we coexist? Right. So I think the fact that, like, you did kind of see a little bit of Tyrese running the bench unit, like, he obviously can't play 48 minutes a night. Uh,
1: damn near every he night. He does,
0: you know, get up there in minutes. But, like you know i think it's just trying to help those team help those two work together but i was like at the beginning of the season i was like i want a point guard and it's like damian lillard or i want you know yeah. whoever out there and uh, james harden james harden so I, you know i think we need to we need to go in on this now i think because this this is this is what we're back with the podcast like ben simmons is still on this team I thought for sure this would have been done a long time ago. I bought tickets to a game for the the Minnesota Timberwolves thinking that Ben Simmons was going to be on the Timberwolves (laughs) and I could just boo Ben Simmons. That was my hope. But he is still here. The deadline, it is is February 1st. The deadline is nine days away. And I don't want to say there's no traction because that would... Teams have inquired. Inquired. And the most that we have heard on a team has been from the Sacramento Kings. Who also just recently said they no longer want Ben Simmons. Which I don't think is 100% true. I don't think it is either. But, I mean, it's kind of hard They've
1: been very wishy-washy on their requests. And even stuff, they came out and said, hey, whoever you want on the team, take them. Then they came out and said, no, we want to build around De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. So it's like, well, which one is it? Like, what do you want to do?
0: They're like, we don't want to trade either. And then it's like, okay, I get well, that. Well, maybe we can trade this guy. All right, well, maybe let's we'll trade, trade both. It's like, we're open to trading both. Well, no, 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 I, I don't want to trade this one. And then I was like, oh, I, I, this one's pretty good. I don't want to trade, I don't want to trade Halliburton. And it's like...
1: That franchise is just... And it's not a knock against the franchise as a whole. But yeah. As of the past couple years, they haven't had a direction. No. Like, the best player they've drafted over the past several years, Buddy Heald. Yeah, like, De'Aaron Fox is up there, but like neither of those guys.
0: Now they're both good players in the league. Well, they they drafted Marvin Bagley the third with expectation that he'd be a dominant four or five. When in reality, there was a time in the season where he wasn't even part of the game plan. Yeah, like he, they he, were literally he like, in the yeah, he's not part of the rotation, and it's like so what are we doing here Yeah, they don't have a direction exactly so it's like do you go out the the biggest talking you mentioned it earlier was trading for simmons uh harris and matisse which i think at least gives you direction like yeah, if, yeah. if based on that trade if everything is true from that you send over um halliburton buddy healed and uh harrison barnes oh. and then you get back you know, Simmons, Harris, and Matisse, I think that at least kind of gives you somewhat yeah, of a direction. Simmons you gives you a direction to say, hey, now we can just load up with shooters. Could you have a proven all-star. It's like, okay, I can build around this guy. And then it's like, all right, this guy is a good scorer. I can build around that guy. This guy is a good defender. And even, I can if build you don't, around
1: even if you don't want to build, like even if uh, Tobias wasn't part of their like long-term plan, yeah. I guarantee you can flip him for a first or two. Exactly. Like, I agree you sent you like he could go anywhere, and someone would be like, "Yeah, you know what? We're a
0: contending team. I'll give you a first, and that's how it was with Tobias's career for the longest time before Philly was like, "Here's a one hundred and eighty million dollars." <laughs> but like that I think at least at the King's trade for Ben Simmons, it gives them a direction. Yeah. and I think if you're asking me personally, obviously we've had a lot of trade talk with this podcast and Ben Simmons. I think the trade that I think I would like the most would be with Halliburton in it, just because I think he is a, a young yes. guard yes. slash forward that can score... Yes. And play good defense. Like he does a lot very well on the court. Yeah, he's a very well-rounded player. And I don't think you have to take out Tyrese Maxey out of the starting lineup necessarily. No,
1: you could you could bring Halliburton off your bench, and he can be your sixth man, and he can
0: lead that unit on top of. But you could also include him in the starting lineup. Yeah, you could
1: you could both run...
0: like you could run multiple different lineups. Yeah, here. it all depends. Do you want to keep Seth in that lineup? It's like you could rotate Seth, you could rotate Matisse, you could rotate Tyrese yeah. Halliburton, or which, even Maxey. Well, like.
1: In a, in a perfect world, I, th- I think Seth Curry and Joel Embiid have to be on the court together. I think they have such a good two-man game. Like, well, they're, they're getting there, up there with that J.J. Redick and Embiid type two-man. That was just so unstoppable. But he's also one of the best three-point shooters in the league. Yeah. And when you have a post-dominant player like Joel, you want guys like that out there. Right. Again, that's not a knock on Maxi or Halliburton or Danny or anyone else like that. Um, But you just want him out there. Because uh-huh. even if it's... Joel passes to Tobias, who then Tobias swings to Seth for three. Mm-hmm. Like you want that shot compared to a Danny Green three, Right. just because. Again, this is just numbers. I yeah. mean, you can look this up. Just because Seth is a better career three point shooter, I would I would rather him be out there with Joel. Yes. Um. So I don't like i I would if Halliburton were to end up in Philly at least for this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think you use him as your sixth man, like you said. Uh, then you can run a second lineup of, you could bring in Halliburton, you could you could bring Firk or Isaiah Joe, you can bring Danny Green, you could bring George Niang, and you can bring Andre D- Drummond, which that's I'm just telling you, all which I'm telling you right now, that starting five is a better starting five than the Kings have right now.
0: Yes, I 100% agree.
1: So like, that's just again in a perfect scenario, that's mm-hmm. what I would want because it's going to add depth, and then again, like you said. Um, Halliburton could come off the bench, but he could still play thirty minutes a game. Mm-hmm. You could you could run shorter shifts for Maxi and stuff, or play the hotter hand, which is the reason James Harden wants out of Brooklyn.
0: I'm very all right, excited now, All right, like James Harden. So segue. <laughs> James Harden. Obviously, we know about Brooklyn's big three: Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Like it's pretty well documented. Yes. Um and. There's reports that are like the Sixers are willing to wait Ben Simmons out yes. in hopes of getting James Harden. And yeah. it's like, well, you know, I could, I could see that maybe. And then you have reports coming out that James Harden, you're thinking, all right, well, James Harden, like, he seems like he's happy. Like last year, he we was talking yeah. about how happy he was in Brooklyn. And then there's reports that are like, James Harden's really not that happy. He doesn't like Brooklyn, doesn't like the city. Right. Um, and he
1: doesn't love Nash's coaching. Right. Not hat. Didn't say he doesn't like Nash. Don't let me, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, From what I understand and what I've read, it's that he, James likes set closing lineups Mm -hmm. instead of the, okay, we're going to play the hot hand. We're going to play whoever is playing best this game is who's going to be in during crunch time. Yeah. Um, He doesn't love that. Uh, He did not sign his extension,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which I think he has next year then on his contract.
0: Uh technically he's a free agent. I think you might be right. It might be like a player option, but he's okay. probably going to decline it. So my trade scenario which I would
1: potentially pull the trigger on and this is get this gets hairy because <laughs> now we're talking about the Nets again is if you can orchestrate right now mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, he's going to leave. My guy doesn't want to be here. Let's just swap." Yeah. Just clean swap. Because you like Brooklyn doesn't have anything else unless they're like, "Hey, We'll also give you uh, Joe Harris. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll take him. But, like, a clean swap, like, doesn't... Like, it might not be... How do I word this? It might not make either team better than the other. Right. Like, it's like... I, don't, I, I can't think of an analogy. But, <laughs> like, because now you, you can run Ben Simmons as your four... As a ball handler, mm-hmm. or even, like,
0: like they even they, him, they, they like him small at, ball. You yeah. could play him at the five. You could honestly, yeah, I mean, you could put Ben at the five and just surround him with a bunch of shooters. Which, or they,
1: which they have.
0: You could put him at the one, even. Now, granted, like, I don't necessarily recommend the one because, like, if you're putting a center out there, it's going to be kind of hard to well, find a so, stretch five. So
1: Ben Simmons, in a scenario where Ben Simmons ends up in Brooklyn, obviously you have Kyrie Irving, and then you'd have Kevin Durant. Those those are the other two stars around him. Ben would have to be the point guard, whether he's playing point guard or not. He needs to bring the ball up the court because it's the only part of the game. That's his only game that he can work into that system. Yeah. I understand that Kyrie can be – he's a little ball dependent. Right. And he likes
0: to break guys down and all that fun stuff. I think Kyrie and Kevin Durant a little bit. And James Harden. So, like, all three of them, really. Yeah, but (laughs) so then you put a, a fantastic
1: passer in Ben. A great, def- fantastic defender. Yeah. Band. And it's like everything that they need. He right here. Hey, mm-hmm. we have a guy that can lock down their best player. We also have a guy that can get you the ball where you want it, how you want it. And it just make- it makes sense. Yeah. And then on the flip side of that, you bring James Harden to Philly. You can start him at your one. Yeah. Now the Sixers are averaging 87.5 <laughs> free throws a game. And they're scoring 80, free, 80 points off free throws. Games are taking four hours because all they're Don't doing care. is free throws. Don't care. I can't wait for them to somehow flip Frosty Freeze out to home team making X amount of free throws, and we get this that. And if the, the home
0: team makes fifty free throws, then everyone Frosty gets a hand. hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but like, like James Harden in Philly makes sense. It does. And let's just say, let's just say there's no trade. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm gonna backtrack a little bit and. This coming season, if James Harden has his player option and he declines it and mm-hmm. tests free agency, there isn't a better spot than Philly. Right. There's not. Like it's hard to find a better like spot. Like where? Like he's not going to Boston. Right. I'm trying to think of contenders right now. Like it's not Boston. It's it wouldn't not. be Boston. I don't think that they'd have cap space in Miami. Um they already have Kyle Lowry. Yeah, and then they have Oladipo on that team, too, which yeah, I keep so. forgetting. But they're eating up money. Jimmy yeah. Butler, Bam Adebayo. So financially. They're, they're paying um, uh, Duncan Robinson, like, $20 million.
0: I think they're trying to trade him. But, yeah, yeah, like, he's available. He's, he's definitely making a too much. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Like, Chicago. Like, it doesn't make
0: sense for Chicago. They just uh, signed Lonzo Ball. Yeah, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, what? Try and get them to the Lakers with what? For, yeah, like <laughs>
1: with what money?
0: Yeah, first, of all, what money? Because you invest invested well, so much they knew, money. To they have Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, yeah, yeah, so you can't run. I both know they're of trying them. to trade Russell Westbrook, but like, what are you going to do? Trade Russell Westbrook to the Nets, and then it's like you got Westbrook and Durant on the same team again, and it's like that's not going to work. Durant's not going to want that. Yeah.
1: Or what are the other contending teams in the West?
0: I'm just trying to think of teams that need a point guard, and it's I mean, like, well, I mean, I think any team would take a point guard. It's like,
1: uh. Maybe a dark horse. I don't know their cap space. I'd assume it's
0: not too bad. They only have two stars on their team. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Clippers? Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I feel like they did put a lot of money into... And, like, Reggie Jackson's played really well, too. Yeah, but, like, you get
1: a big three of James Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard.
0: I mean, that's probably about as ideal big three as you could get. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get defense
1: and scoring out of Kawhi and Paul George and you get everything else out of James Harden.
0: Yeah. And even
1: James Harden is a respectable defender. Um, but like like James isn't he's not going to Denver. No. Like it's not going, I mean I would the, be. the best scenario for James Harden to come in and literally like Doc and Elton and Daryl would sit down with James and say, hey, you would be one B. You're not going to be two you're not going to be the only one, mm-hmm. but it's going to be you and Joel. And, yeah. like, again, you want to talk about, it, like, if that were to happen, I am saying it now. I'll put however much money you want to on it. Best duo in the league. Best two-man game in the league.
0: That would just be, like, just pick and roll between a I beat. Mean, not and even that. I mean, like, you're
1: talking Joel post-ups. Yeah. The double comes. James Harden wide open three. You're talking James Harden getting to the basket throwing lobs or dishing it to Joel you're like t- like you're talking like a perfect pairing yeah uh, and that's not even mentioning the free throws yeah again like like that team would average way too many free throws they'd never win an MVP again because the Nuggets fans would all come out and say well the only scores all free throws
0: like go on to Reddit and dissect every single free throw that he takes and why it should not have been called you see that I did that's like, that is that right there <laughs> that right there is why Joel should win MVP. That
1: because people are so upset with how well he's playing that they are dissecting his game to say, "Well, this shouldn't have counted and this shouldn't have counted." So really, instead of
0: 50, he should have had 42. How miserable do you have to be to yeah, like how much do you break hate down, your life? Break down every single free throw I that, guess that he if you has live taken. in
1: Denver. There's not much else to do.
0: That's kind of true. I mean, you got the Rockies out there, and the Rockies aren't any good. And then you have the Broncos, and they're not any good and right now. And then you got that weird elevation. It's probably hard to breathe. Probably, Man, yeah. It must
1: really suck to be in Denver. You know what? Jokic is the worst player in the league. I said <laughs> it. Start a fire. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> You heard it here first on the
0: Boat Row Bullies podcast.
1: (laughs) Nikola Jokic is the worst player in the league. I have weird ASS statistics that say exactly (laughs) why he's the worst player in the league. I have the Embiid report onto why he shouldn't even be in contention. His WAR is the worst in the league. I've seen players that have put up five times as many, you know, whatever's.
0: I, have you seen his W-2s? That is not that what you want ridiculous. to see out of a it, center. Oh,
1: no, his W-2s are atrocious, man. No, I just, like, I miss the era where it was just that boy nice. Yeah, like
0: yeah. Like, you, like you watch, like, some of the guys growing up, and it's like, you don't have that advanced analytics stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I like advanced analytics, and I think it's really actually helped the game of basketball. Yeah, it, it certainly can, but like, but, like, are you really going to, like... Hey, we're going to give the MVP
1: to the guy who has this, that, and the other weird statistic <laughs> that no one knows what it means.
0: Yeah. Or, like, are you going to watch a game between, like, John Morant and Tyrese Maxey and just be like, this is a showdown. This is awesome. Well, so,
1: so we do have a, a, a Nugget Sixers game coming up.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: very excited to see that. Um, but... If Jokic gets COVID and ducks Embiid, like the Nuggets fans thought Joel did when he had COVID. So stupid. Yeah, I don't get that. The dumb shit they come up with to be like, well, he's dodging, Embiid's dodging Jokic. I'm like, the dude has COVID. And it was bad.
0: Well, and then I mean, like literally the the Timberwolves game, and their interview with D'Angelo Russell, and he's like, "Yeah, guys are sitting out and playing against us, thinking they're going to get easy stats and wins." It's like, bro, the dude, it was his first game back from COVID. It, the fact that he scored forty two is impressive. Yeah, like, I, it's just wild. I I just um, I, but, just, I just want people
1: to look at, just watch the game.
0: You know, and I I think um, you like the the tragic passing of Kobe I think that really made me realize like I I don't want to be a hater like I don't I don't want to watch these guys and be like like oh I I hate the way you know he plays I don't like this I don't like it. Like, I just want to enjoy... Fluid. I just want to watch basketball. Yeah. I just I, I want to appreciate greatness when we, I see we it. We
1: love the game of basketball.
0: Like, as, a, as a basketball fan, I take everything I fandom out of the Sixers last night against uh, Memphis. As a basketball fan, that was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I mean...
1: I can sit down and watch a game and it's just like uh, the playoffs right now for football. Yeah. You don't have to be a fan of any one of the guys. I'm sitting down and I'm watching the Bills Chief game and I'm watching Josh Allen throw a touchdown to Gabriel Davis with 13 seconds left. I am literally, I literally jumped off the couch. I'm pumping my fist. I am hype. I'm screaming. And then, I mean, obviously, uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Patrick Mahomes going to do their thing. But like, i just love the game yeah exactly and and that's why i said at the beginning like why can't we just admire two guys
0: why do we why does everything have to be a comparison a competition like let's just enjoy let's just let's just save that like and i'm all for those
1: debates but let's just save it for like after the season yeah when i don't have like let me just watch my, my team let me just watch the sport let me just enjoy basketball exactly and then in the off season when we're just talking sports then we can get into the well. He has a better TS percentage than this guy, and this guy, and that. And no, during the season, it's that boy nice weather. Yes. Postseason, we can talk about all the statistics you want, and I will tell you if you tell me Jokic is still better than Embiid, I will not give a shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I do not care about stats in the postseason. The only thing I care about are the Ws,
1: I, and that's that's another thing.
0: Yeah. Like, and all right, hold up. That's another thing. And I don't want this to be a complaint about Jokic and the Denver Nuggets fans because, like, again, I like Jokic. I think his game is very
1: good. What are they sitting sixth in the the West?
0: Yes, but the worst the why, lesser of the two divisions. Why is it they they always come at the Sixers fans about how Embiid has never gotten out of the second round? What has Jokic done? Jokic hasn't gotten out of the the, I don't, I semi, think uh, the, the finals, the yeah. uh, Western Conference Finals. That is. He got to the Western Conference Finals, which is awesome. Good for him. That's great. But what has he won? Like I mean he is an MVP now. Okay, aside from the MVP. But what has what he like won no, team championship wise? Like, yeah, like
1: basketball is funny because yeah. it's a team game, but then you get these individual accolades and it's like based off team success. Yeah. So like like this year, like the Sixers have a better record than the Nuggets, just like the Bucks have a better record. Do they have a better record than the Sixers? No, they don't. No, they don't. No, no, yeah. But, like, every year they're like, oh, we don't base it off of wins, and who's doing that? It's like baseball this year. The three finalists out of the NL were all players who didn't make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but, like, you look at, like, what they actually did on the field, and it's like Bryce Harper, it's like, the Phillies wouldn't have had a single chance if Bryce Harper yeah. didn't do what he did well, throughout uh, the second half well, of the that's, season. Well, and that's
1: that's how I feel about the Sixers. Yeah.
0: Like, it's they, Joel Embiid, now granted, like a game last night where, like, Maxi Wilson. Yeah, but how many of those games, like, like if Joel. We have says, seen it. Yeah. We have seen it in the
1: season If, if where Joel, Joel sits had out COVID. the rest of the season, God forbid. Knocking on wood. <laughs> yes. Like, like, this team doesn't win more than 30 games. No.
0: Like,. No, and that's that's what I think ultimately defines... Because somebody had said about Jimmy Butler being MVP, and it's like, are we sure Jimmy Butler shouldn't be in the conversation for MVP? And he's going through all the stats, and then it's like, he'd first in the East. And then it's like, first off, Jimmy Butler hasn't even played enough games to I think even be remotely considered in the yeah. conversation. And it's like, just because their team is winning, just because their team is first in the East or West, what does that have to do with it? Yeah, like, why does that determine who the MVP is? Exactly. Like, what happens...
1: Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Twenty years from now, and the uh, Seattle Sonics are back. Love super that. sonic love I love too. That. But they're the worst team in the league. Uh-huh. But they have Sean Kemp Jr., who's averaging on thirty-eight minutes, is averaging thirty-five points, twenty rebounds, and fifteen assists.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, well, he's the best player in the league, but we can't give him MVP because he's the worst team in the league. Like
0: it's, it's like that one year that Russell Westbrook won MVP. Uh, with the Thunder after Durant left, and it's like you take Russell Westbrook off that team, they don't even sniff.
1: Yeah, and now playoffs. you can make the same argument for Jokic. And, yeah, and, and, that's and true. It. That's a very but good point. I just feel like like Joel is like single handedly like
0: dragging. This team, it is literally like, yeah, like he's got like, it, it the is guys li- on a string, and he's just it is it is, it is
1: literally. I mean, we just watched what twenty minutes of end game. Mm-hmm. It is literally Thanos saying, "Fine, I'll do it myself." Yeah, and and doing it. Yeah, like not being told no. Like, just, yeah, I'm gonna get to my spot. I'm gonna get this bucket. I'm gonna block this shot. I'm gonna get this steal. You know, whatever. I mean, I just I'm gonna let's just appreciate greatness. When we yeah, see it, I agree. Uh, like you said, after the passing of Kobe, I had a similar thought where I was just like, Man, like life's too short to like, yeah. go back and forth about dumb stuff. Like,
0: yeah. like, like who yes, ca- who cares who's the greatest of all time? Like, I mean,
1: I do. It's not LeBron, it's Jordan. Yeah, sorry if you disagree, it's definitely Jordan. Um, <laughs> I keep like contradicting myself, um, but like. I just want to watch them play. Yeah. I just I just want to have fun watching these guys play, uh, and and that's that. Like I just want I just want to enjoy the game. Like, yeah. like I don't care who it is. It could be John Morant. It could be Giannis. It could be Braun. It could be KD. It could be
0: Desmond Bain. Last night. It could be Desmond Bain. Just he's built like a football player. He, like he is built. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Jacked. But, yeah. Like
1: I just want to enjoy it, and I want to I, like I want to watch people thrive in yeah. something they work their entire lives for. No, like I, like I agree. Like. The greatest stories you hear of, and I'm I'm a Sixers fan, so I know this story. But I know there are stories like this in every single city in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Charlie Brown Jr.
0: I was just thinking Charlie Brown like, Jr.
1: Like he's just born in Delaware, huge Sixers fan growing up. Now he's playing for his hometown team in front of friends and family every night.
0: Yeah, like it's just such a great like. And what's nice too is um, we had that COVID stretch where we had we hadn't done the podcast, so they hadn't we didn't do anything on that like the COVID stretch the NBA hit. But like just some of the guys, that like some of the chances that they got, like we had, you know, Tyler Iso, Johnson, ISO Joe come back, yeah. Tyler Johnson was with the Sixers, like just guys that you haven't. J- Nick Scout, Nick Stauskas, Sixers legend, come back and Sals- Castillo. Yeah,
1: J.J. So. Reddick contemplating a comeback, just yeah, for that ten day bag. But like that doesn't happen for Charlie Brown Jr. If we don't have that little COVID stretch, yeah, and because of that little COVID stretch. We signed him to a two two way deal the rest of the year. Exactly. Which, mind you, I think he could be another very good defender in the league. I mean, he, the, he game the, to, the, the game we went to
0: the game we went to starting, yeah, and he was a very good defender. Yeah. If if he works on his offensive, it's kind of like Matisse a little bit. If he works on his offensive yeah, game, yeah, he's like a Matisse Junior. Basically, not a skilled defender, not a skilled, I guess, offensively. I guess you would say. Yeah. But
1: all right, well, we're getting close to wrapping it up. Um, what I will say. Uh Connor and I have talked. We're going to change the podcast format just a little bit. Um, still learning how to perfect this thing. Uh, I know our past couple of episodes, we've just kind of come in, said we're going to talk about stuff, went on Ben Simmons tangents, whatever. Uh, we want to put a little more structure into it. Uh, we're going to try and do – I'm calling them categories. We can call them whatever. Right. Um. So that we can talk about more. Uh, efficiently, just be a little more efficient with our time. We don't really have a time restraint. I mean, we're probably going on close to an hour right now. But we want to talk about, you know, how the team is doing, how our players are doing, what the season's looking like. Uh, Connor and I, again, we just talked about how we just love the game. We want to dabble into the league as a whole. We want to talk about some of the other stuff going around in the league. Um, We just want a little more structure. We we like the scenarios where it's, well, what happens if James Harden comes to Philly? But we also like talking about... Ben still being in Philly, just like we like talking about how Joel is still killing it. Yeah. Um. So you'll see a little bit of a different structure change. Um. We will get back to a regularly scheduled program with all of this. Uh. I think we're still aiming probably every week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this being what the first, so you'll probably get another episode. Uh, I mean, we could
0: probably do next week, so we'll probably get one out the eighth. I was going to say with the trade deadline right there, we should probably try it. Yeah, Yeah. we'll fit
1: one in. Maybe we'll do a specialty and uh, bang two out in a week, just talk about trades. Love it. Um, But yeah, we just want a little more structure. Mm
0: -hmm. We want to
1: make it a little easier to listen to so that, because I know how sometimes I get with some of my podcasts where I'm scrolling through trying to find certain points where, oh, I don't care about this. I just want to hear about how the team's doing now. I want to hear about what's next, or I want to talk about the crazy scenarios So instead of it all just kind of being jumbled into one, we want to really be able to break it down, uh, make it a little easier for you guys to listen to. But with all that being said, Connor, you got anything else?
0: I think I'm good. Go Sixers. Go Sixers. Play the song. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Love it. Uh, We'll catch up with you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, Everyone have a great night, and we'll catch you in a week.
0: This has been the Boat Row Bullies podcast.
1: Do-do-do-do-do-do.